Welcome to Popular Cultural Cherry. My name is Lawin and I am your host. In this podcast, we give you an outsider's perspective about European life, culture, and pretty much anything that is connected to this continent. So get ready to learn something new in a light and entertaining way. Welcome back everyone to Popular Cultural Cherry. First of all, happy Easter. I hope even during the pandemic, you're able to celebrate Easter with your friends or your family, wherever you may be in the world. If you listened to my last episode with Christine Abregana from Lagim Podcast, then this is the continuation from that episode. If you haven't yet, then I suggest that you give my previous episode a listen. So in this episode, we'll be talking about why Christine actually started Lagim Podcast. So again, Lagim is a true Filipino crime podcast. So it's about very famous murder and crime stories that happen in the Philippines. Some of them remain unsolved. Some of them are kind of already forgotten. So I think it's quite interesting to see how this genre of murder and crime podcast is really growing and why Filipino crime in general is so interesting to a lot of people. And that's because Lagim Podcast actually has a lot of listeners and followers. So again, let's go straight into the interview. Well, yeah, Lagim is a, says in the title, it's a Filipino true crime podcast. Um, the original aim was to cover sort of the most infamous ones, um, uh, those crimes that really have that, that, that people recognize right away because they were covered by the media in the past so religiously that um, everybody knows the story. Everybody sort of um, can trace, um, you know, where, where, where they were when it happened, that sort of thing. And then, you know, it sort of developed into maybe covering lesser known stories as well, because what I, what I eventually realized when I was doing my first couple of episodes was that there's so many lesser known stories that did not get media attention. And that almost always means they did not get the kind of justice and legal attention as well that, that they deserve. So a lot of unsolved cases from people that maybe the legal system um, considers as insignificant, you know, if it's not bringing ratings to TV Patrol or GMA News, it's not worth covering. So we're just going to discard, you know, those crime stories because they're not worth our attention, but they are there. They're in the internet. People are talking about it on the internet, but nobody's talking about it on a bigger platform. So yeah, so then I now cover both infamous cases and lesser known ones. And I... At the moment, I'm restricting myself to cases that took place in the Philippines. So it doesn't matter if the perpetrators or the victims are Filipinos or not. Um, the main, the main criteria is if there are stories that happened that took place in the Philippines, I'll, I'll try to cover them. But currently, I'm also maybe thinking of producing exclusive content for my subscription only sort of platform, Patreon, and maybe covering OFW cases, like maybe Filipinos who were victims of crimes abroad, because I've just been hearing a lot in Bonn. Uh, when I was a teenager in Bonn, there was um, a Filipino, for example, who, if I'm not mistaken, who was killed by the German husband. It was such a 
big thing, a big, it was a big issue, it was a horrendous crime. And I've, so, I've been sort of thinking, well, those stories deserve to be heard as well. So I'm thinking maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll cover those cases as well if I have enough time. So yeah, and Lagim is narrated by me. So it's, it's a single narrator podcast. I don't dramatize it. So it's just sort of one simple background music. I want to be in the ears of people like, like I want like the kind of podcast that I want, for example, is as if somebody is just whispering the story to me, like I want the the narrator's whole attention. Just tell me everything, all the details. Don't leave anything out because I, I like to create a picture in my head as to what this person is like, who, who, you know, I want to create a picture of the victim, for example. Um, if, you know, who is this person? She's 21 year old. She's an Ateneo graduate. She had dark, long hair. You know, I like to create that image so I can humanize the victims in my head as well. Um, and, and just build that picture in my mind and have that, or at least I want to provide that experience to my listeners, um, and not just gloss over the details. Um, and I realized that there are podcast listeners who want, just like a summary of it. Like give, give me 10 to 15 minutes. Just give me like the bullet points. And if they're that kind of listeners, maybe they're not, they're not going to be a fan of my podcast. So I want to appeal to people who just want to like, you know, have that immersive experience of listening to a podcast and just soaking it all up and enjoying that, that moment of me being in their ears for maybe 30 to 40, maybe 50 minutes. Why did you think about focusing on the Philippines first? Is there is there anything special about crime in Philippines that probably doesn't happen in the UK or in Germany or or whatever? Well, crime everywhere really is almost is almost the same. Like they have the same motivations. It's it's when one one crime podcast or I think um, I remember it's almost always money, greed, love, or some other emotion that really motivate. Uh, motivate people to to kill to commit crimes which is true um across the board even the philippines but my main motivation for focusing on the philippines is that there are so many podcasters already focusing on mainly western countries even germany you know um continental europe um in general and i well and i said well i don't i don't hear a lot about these cases that i grew up with when i was when i was a teenager when i was a kid you know um there are only a couple of episodes from other podcasters about the visconde massacre or maggie de la riva sure there are a couple of like you know youtube videos and you know maybe some blog articles but i i just want Filipino true crime represented in the podcasting genre and the general true crime um, genre. I wanted, I wanted to see, I wanted to see it represented uh, because in a lot of sectors and a lot of genres in general, in the arts and entertainment, Filipinos are so underrepresented, you know, Hollywood movies, for example, or even, you know, singers that we've, we've produced so many good singers. And yet there's nobody that who is really worldwide known, even though we are such a music loving country and we have so many you know, a talented people. If you look at Hollywood, how is it that Filipinos are so not represented in Hollywood, even though Filipinos are, you know, they represent one of the biggest minority in, in the States. And they have, there are a lot of Hollywood Filipino actors, um, you know, doing their job and yet so underrepresented. Their stories are underrepresented. We don't, we don't see them in, in, in a lot of things. So then I thought, wouldn't it be great if, if I can contribute a little bit to that 
problem of representation by covering true crime cases where people can recognize the cases that may, they may be, they maybe have grown up listening to or watching on TV Patrol or something. And I think with the feedback that I'm, that I'm getting so far, it does resonate that way with people. Cause then they say, Oh, you know, when I was a kid, when I was 10 years old, I've heard about this. I've never really understood and I've never given it some thought. I never Googled it, but then I listened to your podcast and I didn't realize, Oh my God, there were so many details and so many things that are so interesting. And now I'm going to, deep dive research into this thing. And I'm glad to be that jumping board for them to maybe learn about, you know, these cases and maybe they become their own internet true crime sleuths. So I'm not against that. So yeah, just, you know, I'm there for the representation and also for making sure that the victims of the crimes are not forgotten. Because if you, a quick Google search about the victims, there's almost nothing about them. So you don't know about their backgrounds you don't know if, if they had families or children, how they were as, as people. And that's sad, you know. And if I can amplify their being in my podcast, then, then I think I've done, I've done my work well. One thing I really like about your podcast is you are a polyglot. You could have done it easily in Bisaya, in, in, in Tagalog or in, in German if you wanted to. But because you did it in English, it's so much more accessible to everyone else. And I think I really like that you said that what you want to do is that these these murder cases, some of them are kind of forgotten in our history, but you want these people to be remembered, no? that, that these kind of murder cases are not forgotten, even though the media doesn't talk about it anymore. Why, why do you think murder, the, the genre of murder uh, in podcasting is so popular? Like it's one of the top genres that, that I see at least. Yeah, I think it's it's a curiosity about human nature. Um, we are so interested as humans. I think I can I'm at least speak for myself, like how I came upon true crime. And I've really started from a very young age. I think I've had an, another interview with, with another podcaster. Um, and I told her that it really started really early. I, I remember having my first memory of being interested in crimes with the floor contemplation case, the, the OFW that was, um, executed in Singapore. And I think that was sort of my, that was the start of my journey. And I just like, I got hooked and maybe even earlier than that, maybe when, when I heard about Maggie de la Riva and the Viscondes, um, those were my first memories of being really curious about human nature. Like what, what makes people do that? And then the ultimate question as I, as I grew older was that, are we by nature good and is being bad an aberration in, in, in some people? Or are we in nature bad? And have we just been trained by evolution? Um, because, you know, our ancestors and the ancestors before that, because they've been trained to follow law and order, maybe it's been transposed in our DNA that we have to follow and be compliant and be rule abiding. Are we inherently bad? And then it, it is, is the system of our world just preventing us from committing those crimes? So those are the kind of questions that I, I grapple with as a human, like, because, you know, sometimes you have people, you know, um, you, you hear about people on, on podcasts and they're saying, well, he's always been a bit weird and he's always like, he would kill little animals and that's how it starts. Like, okay. So what would, what would motivate a person to kill an innocent little cat or bird, you know, and then psychologists would tell you, well, you know, that's usually an indication that their psychopaths somewhere down the line could graduate to them killing people. And then 
that is what fascinates me. Like the, the question of good and evil within humans, or are we half and half? Do we always have that potential turning bad and killing people? At what point does it click for us that we we begin to accept that we are now able or capable to use our hands and our and intellect to end somebody else's life. So these are the questions that I, that I, that that I, I think I grew up thinking about. And that's what I think fascinates a lot of people because some people look at it and like, I can't believe it. I can't, you know, that's usually what you, what you hear. I can't believe that happened because you don't see it in yourself. Like you say, Oh, I'm never going to murder. Like in the Visconde case, I'm never going to murder a 50 year old woman, a small child and, and a teenage daughter. I would never do that. But then you're curious, what kind of person would actually do that? You know, and you're always curious, like what drives them? You know, what's the psyche there? And I think, you know, especially with women, there's another layer when it comes to women as well. Women are fascinated. My 80, I think 60% of my listenership, you know, are women. They're fascinated by true crime because not only is it giving them a window into human nature and making them think whether somebody is bad um, and just chooses to be good or somebody's good and chooses to be bad. But for women, it's also a cautionary tale, many cautionary tales. So a lot of the true crime cases out there, um, at least the ones that I've listened to, the ones, the ones that, you know, I have covered and will be covering, a lot of them have female victims. And usually it's very random, you know, like senseless killing, like there's no connection between victim and suspect. And it's just, you know, it's just, circumstances it's just bad luck wrong time wrong place the woman is just walking along a dark alley literally doing nothing just going to work or just going home and somebody grabs her from the back and then you know she ends up dead the next day and that's a cautionary tale for women like they are listening to it maybe to learn what not to do because we've been taught as women so many times to modify our behavior in order to not get victimized in order not to die. And sometimes a true crime podcast episode can become like a, an instruction manual. At least that's, that's, that's how I felt when I first got into true crime. You know, I have a blog article about that and that's common sentiment that's being shared about women. So I think it all boils down really to knowing what goes on in one person in order for him to or her to do a certain crime? Because you have crimes that are pretty petty, right? Robbery, theft, a little, you know, just stealing um, five pesos here and there. But then you have some really awful ones that can graduate into cannibalism and like awful, awful exploitation. And then you think, what, what is it? Like, what is it with these people? What's going on in their minds? And yeah, it's mostly a question about being curious about how a person can be capable of certain things and then reflecting it back to you, asking yourself, am I also capable of that? Because it always makes you think about, oh my God, how much is my level of evil, you know? <laughs> so it makes you think about yourself as well, what you're capable of in the end. Yeah, I, I guess it's kind of like like, like what you said, no, it's an instruction manual of, in, in some cases, right, of what not to do. Um, and I guess in a sense, it could also kind of be empowering, I guess, to, to other people. Maybe you have something that you want to, to tell my audience about about your show, what, what they can expect if they haven't listened to it already. <laughs> Yeah. So for, for anyone who's listening to this podcast, um, you know, if you're interested in true crime, whether it be in, in, in famous cases or if you're interested in less known cases that 
you want to know more about, or if you just need your true crime fix, really, because you could be listening to five true crime podcasts right now, like I do. And if you need more, then I'm here to give you your true crime fix. I, you know, I publish every other Friday. And sometimes I do surprise my listeners with bonus episodes, usually shorter ones about stories that are, they don't have a lot of information online. And I, I, I do my best to, you know, scrap the bottom of the barrel for information and, and give those mini episodes as well um, as a thank you to the listeners. Yeah. And just follow me on Instagram for additional true crime content. I have weekly series. I, um, I feature a lot of tidbits of information. And if you're just bored, look up my stories. You can always learn something new from, from my Instagram account. But yeah, every other Friday, Ligon Podcast drops the episode. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much, Christine, for being my, a guest on my podcast and telling us about your wonderful life story and about your podcast. It's really an honor to have you here. And to my listeners out there, like, check out Lagim Podcast. It's really the real deal. It's really a good murder crime podcast if you're into that. I'm, I'm not really into that. Like, I listened to it and I really got entertained. It's probably one of those categories that I'll probably start listening to more and more often moving forward. So, yeah. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Pop Your Cultural Cherry. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other podcast streaming platforms. To be updated with our latest episodes, don't forget to give us a like and a follow on our Facebook page and our Instagram account. 